Grace and peace. God bless you. Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host, Delisa Fields. Today we're talking about God being our very present help. Um, I'm going to open with Psalm chapter 46, verse 1. I'm going to read the latter part of that verse. And it reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Of course, the book of Psalms is um, just filled with scriptural verses of um, David or other writers who have cried out for help. Um, Psalm chapter 9, verse 9, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Um, Psalm 31, 4, you will free me from the net laid for me, for you are my refuge. Um, Psalm 32, 6, therefore let all the godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely when great waters arise, they will not come near. Psalm 59, 16, but I will sing of your strength and proclaim your loving devotion in the morning for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Psalm 62, 7, my salvation and my honor rest on God. My strong rock, my refuge is in God. Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts before him. God is our refuge. Selah. Um, Psalm 138, verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold and strengthened my soul. Hallelujah. Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call out to him in truth. And Habakkuk 3, 19. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer. He makes me walk upon the heights. Um, and that's if he makes me walk upon the heights. So the word of God is filled. And that's just within Psalms and in that verse in Habakkuk. Um, it's filled with cries of God's people asking God to help. And it's also filled with testimonies of deliverance where God has helped his people. So we're going to always find ourselves um, in one season or another um, in our life when we need help. Um, whether it's, um, I did a, a research paper on the six dimensions of health and wellness. And we looked at, well, I'm not going to go into all that, but you know, one of the, um, dimensions of health and wellness is, uh, spiritual. Another one is social. Another one is emotional, physical, vocational, and all of that. Um, and, and of course, physical health. And, you know, these are areas where we need the Lord's help. You know, we need God's help for, you know, us to, to live this life of faith, for us to endure the things that come our way. We need God's help to do that. And so there will be times when, um, you know, we may find ourselves in a crisis. And it seems like in those times where our backs are against the wall and everything that could go wrong goes wrong. You know, I'm sure you can testify to the time uh, with, with Job when he, um, you know, bear witness with, with Job's life when, uh, you know, it was one thing after the other. You know, have you ever been in a situation like that to where, you know, it's like, OK, if one more thing, <laughs> if one more thing happens, I'm just I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. You know, back in the 80s, I think there was a song. I don't know the name of it, but one of the lyrics, um, very popular lyrics said, um, I, this is like the, 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 what the vamp or whatever, uh, don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. Right. I'm trying, I'm trying my best not to lose my head or something. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but, um, it was some rapper and, you know, 
that was a powerful statement. You know, when you're on the edge and it just seems like, you know, it, you know, your back is against the wall and, and you, you are just at that point to where it's, you can easily, you know, just, just fall off. You know, it, you know, you're just at that point. It's very, you're very vulnerable, um, to just, just falling, you know, just succumbing to, um, the situation at hand. But the Lord wants you to know today that he is your help. You know, this message is born out of a conversation, two conversations, actually, that I had this morning with two of my spiritual daughters. And, you know, both of those conversations were centered around basically the same theme that God is our present help. So I wanted to take that and and just share that with the body of Christ that, um, you know, you may be facing some things. I'm dealing with some things right now. Um, You know, uh, unfortunately, that is part of the Christian experience. You know, we, we certainly are in love with God and we're, you know, walking with him and we're, you know, enjoying, enjoying our fellowship with him. But then there also comes the trials of life, you know, there comes tribulations and, and the afflictions, right? The Bible says for many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. So it's not that the afflictions won't come, they will, but we also have to understand, you know, not to lose heart in those seasons when afflictions come you know, whatever your affliction looks like, you know, not to lose heart that God will deliver. And, you know, it takes faith and it's going to take more than a mustard seed of faith. It's going to take, uh, you know, growing your faith and stretching your faith to believe God when you're in those seasons, when you need help. And when it seems like you're drowning, right? Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, what, what does a flood do? It, 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 it swallows you up. You know, it swallows you up. So, but the scripture said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. So God is not going to allow your trials and your tribulations or your afflictions to take you out. And I know sometimes it's hard to even see that, you know, it's hard sometimes even to fathom that, you know, you're going to come out, especially if you've been dealing with a certain affliction or a certain tribulation for a period of time to where it almost becomes a way of life. But I maintain to tell you, God is still able. You know, I was talking to one of my spiritual daughters this morning and I was talking about the thief on the cross and how, you know, you're talking about hopeless. You know, it really doesn't get more hopeless than that. Um, You you know, you're stretched out and, and, you know, you're just moments away from being murdered you know, being assassinated. And, but even in the most hopeless of situations, he called upon the name of the Lord, right? In his own way, you know, in his own way. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus paused. And I, this is what I feel like God is doing for you. He will pause a situation just to allow time to minister to you. Um, we're dealing with something right now in our ministry, um, where we're just watching some things, right? And and what I was sharing with one of my spiritual daughters, I said, you know, God will hold things up just to allow that mercy, that season of mercy, to allow us time to 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 you know to fix some things, to get some things um, in order. But I also believe too that you know, right in that moment when that man, that thief, was about to be crucified, Jesus paused for a moment in time, and He ministered to him. And that moment of time changed the course of his eternity just in a moment of time so if god can do that with that gentleman 
how much more would he do for you? And you're not near your situation may be bad, but it's not nearly where, you know, where his was. I mean, you're talking about on the edge. I mean, that's the edge for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, so your situation is not that bad. Uh, but even in that, you know, God has, has promised to deliver us if we keep the faith that we continue to, to believe God. And, and sometimes, you know, your faith may get weak. Sometimes you may feel as if, you know, you, you just can't take it. I can't, God, if I, you know, have to face this another day, if I have to deal with this for another hour, I just can't take it. But you would be amazed at the strength that God will give you in those hours where you feel like you just can't press on. You know, I can imagine Jesus felt like that in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, just crying and praying, you know, about what was to come. He could fully see it, what was to come. But when he recognized that, you know, nevertheless, God, you know what, this is hard and you're not changing it. You know, this is a destined path for me. It's not going to be changed. You know, the strength came for him to endure you know, the sufferings and that God will give you the strength to endure the sufferings that you go through. He will do that for you. Um, there are some, I was telling one of my other spiritual daughters this morning, there are some, um, afflictions that are mandated for us. Um, and I'm not saying God sent it, but what I am saying is that whatever consequence brought it our way God will use that for his glory and he'll use that as a teachable moment so that we can maybe grow in certain areas grow in our you know the way we respond to things grow in the way that we um process things so you know God may not may not have caused the affliction but he'll use the consequence of that affliction the consequence of that issue he'll make it a teachable moment for you and he'll he'll show you things through that he'll grow you through that and then he'll bring you out so you know there's an appointed end even for what you're going through right now it's not going to last forever we ministered a song in worship um this past Sunday and um Gosh, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, you know, the gist of it was, you know, um, see the light. I think it's by, um, I don't know who it's by. I'm not going to, I don't know who it's by. But anyway, the song was, I can see the light. And, you know, the vamp of the song was, you know, um, this won't last. Um, your word will come to pass, I think it says. And, and, and you have to put that in your spirit. You know, you have to put that in your spirit. It won't last. Troubles don't last always. Um I want to give you some scriptural examples to just to, um, you know, help build your faith. And um, let's see, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I want to give you some scriptural examples um, just to some testimonies, right? Some testimonies to show you that God is a present help. Um, One example I gave was I had listed uh, is with Mary and Elizabeth. Um, when uh, Mary conceived of the Holy Spirit, you know, she was in a season where she needed help. A lot of things were going on between her and Joseph, between, um, you know, dynamics with the family, which the Bible doesn't narrate, but you can imagine, right? Just the humanity of what that situation looked like. If Joseph responded like that, how much, you know, what do you think her family, what do you think that, um, those dynamics were? So, but God didn't leave her alone. You know, God didn't. So there will be some afflictions that will come for the sake of the work, you know, for the sake of the call. Um, There will be some afflictions that come where people don't understand what 
you're doing. <laughs> you know, they don't understand why you're still doing it. You know, Joe's wife said, why don't you curse God and die? Why are you still believing? Why are you still trusting God? Why are you still worshiping? So there will be seasons where, you know, even people who you thought would help you are just not in that position. And I think I mentioned that in a previous several podcast on um, broadcast um, podcast ago. Um, sometimes even the very ones who you thought would be there just don't have that grace for that season. And, you know, you would think that Job's wife would have been there. You know, she's seen the prosperity. She's seen how she, how he walked with God and, and the favor of God on his life. But at the very critical times when he needed her prayers and her support the most, um, she, she, she turned, she flipped, you know? And I mean, we can talk about that all day, but you know, all day, day long about, you know, she was a foolish woman and, you know, he didn't say she was a foolish, um, he didn't call her a foolish woman. He said, you sound like a foolish woman. So there's a difference. You know, he didn't curse his wife. Um, but he said, you sound like a foolish woman, you know. And But you got to understand where, where she was, too. This woman had lost everything. And her faith wasn't where Job's was. She wasn't walking with God like Job was. And so many times when you're going through afflictions and, and, and you wonder why certain people can't relate, they can't offer you that guidance or that um, support that you need is is some of the reasons is because their faith is not where yours is. You know, they couldn't handle what you, what you're going through. They couldn't, it's not even for them. They can't understand it because they just, they can't wear that. You know, that cross that you're carrying is, it would just destroy them. Right. So every affliction, even every trial is, 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 is maneuvered or what I want to what, what I want to use is structured in a way that it's not going to break you down. And you may seem like, this is just way too much, but you can do it. You know, God will not put more in you than you can bear. So, you know, even though Job had, um, you know, he was in his affliction season, you know, he had people that couldn't really couldn't, you know, couldn't be there for him. But you know what? God was there. God heard everything. God, you know, witnessed everything that had taken place and God comforted him and God restored him. But, you know, going back to uh, Mary and Elizabeth, you can only imagine what that looked like. If Joseph had the audacity to walk away, you can only imagine what her family and friends, how they felt about it. But God put Elizabeth in Mary's life. And Elizabeth's position was to help strengthen Mary, to be a help to her, to help teach her how to be a mother and how to, you know, sustain. So, you know, God put that person in place for her um, in Elijah and Elisha. When Elijah was at the point to where, you know, he was, he was, you're talking about a crisis in ministry. He was having a serious crisis in ministry. He was under witchcraft attack. Jezebel had put out a hit on his life. You know, he, you know, the whole, he was called a troublemaker because he called down the, the, a drought. Um, and this is what I share with prophets too. I said, you know, be careful. You know, in Elijah's case, you know, God moved on him to do that. But sometimes if you're a prophet and your emotions are not tempered, you know, when you just fly off and say whatever comes out of your mouth and you release judgment, understand that you can be a partake of that. So, you know, as as in Elijah's case, God uh, partnered with Elijah to pronounce that curse because God was was his intention was to draw the people back to him, him and show them who Israel's true God was. But still, Elijah had to be a partaker. He suffered as a result of that drought. Um, so. But, you know, at that point, he's dealing with the drought. He's got Jezebel. He's got her word curses coming against him. Um, you know, Ahab is coming against him. And um, he was at a very, very, um, you know, critical point in his ministry. And you know what? 
God sent help. Go and go and, 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 and anoint Elisha and raise him up in your stead. And so at the very last um, seasons of Elijah's ministry, he was not alone. He was not alone. He had someone there, even though he tried. Listen, by this time, he's kind of burnt out. And you guys got to watch out for that, too. Watch out for the spirit of burnout. Well, ain't no spirit. It's burnout. You know, you're just tired. This is not even demonic. It's just when you're you're physically exhausted and you you have to learn. And and, um, as a professional helper, we learn how to self-care, you know, where you just shut down and spend time and and minister back to you. Restore your own virtue. So, um, but with uh, <clears throat> Elijah had Elisha, and that helped him to finish his course. Because you, you remember before he anointed Elisha, he was ready to die. He was ready to give it up. I, Lord, I alone, Lord, I'm the only one. Now take my life. You know, for you know these people to, to, to you know uh, to take my life. And so God said, go and get some help. And so even then, God had help for Elijah. Um, think about Jesus. Jesus had the twelve. You know, one of them was a devil, but he had help. He had support. You know, there were times when he said, hey, go and buy food, go and do this, go and, you know, do that. He had help. Um, David had, what, three prophets. Samuel was the first, and then he had Nathan, and he had Gad, and he had an army. So those are just a few examples um, of, you know, God providing help for people. When Israel was in the wilderness, God sent help. He sent manna from heaven. He gave them water out of a rock. When Elijah was at the brook, um, the brook of Cherith, ravens fed him. Then he went to, um, to the widow and, and she fed him. So, you know, there, you know, there is help. You know, God told Moses, what's in your hand? So a lot of times we're looking, you know, for help. And, you know, in many cases it's right in front of you. You know, it's right in front of you. And so it's a matter of, you know, taking inventory and not allowing yourself to become so frustrated or so anxious that you can't see, you know, anxiety will blind you. Frustration will blind you. And I was telling one of my spiritual daughters, it will drive you. Frustration will drive you right out of the presence of God. That's what happened with Elijah. That that frustration, frustration in ministry, frustration with my life, being frustrated with this trial, it will drive you. It will take you places in the realm of the spirit and in many cases in the natural. It it will cause you to abandon your assignments. It will cause you to abandon your works. It will cause you to to abort certain seasons. It will frustration is a vehicle that will drive you. So, you know, when you're in seasons like that and you feel frustrated and then the the fruit of frustration is, you know, the fruit of frustration is to find a quick fix. That's what frustration does. And this is why a lot of people are, you know, have addictions, you know, because they want that quick fix. They they don't have um, the stamina to see a thing through. But God is saying, I'm your help. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to support you through it. I'm going to I'm going to bear you up. I'll send angels, ministering angels to lift you up, you know, and, 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 you know, we look at that in terms of a supernatural. But there are also humans who operate in in uh, angelic ministry you know to the degree and when i say that let me make this real plain i'm saying that in terms of their god has supernaturally gifted them to be a strength to you you know in some extraordinary seasons so human agents you know human angels just like in the book of revelation to the angel of the church these are the leaders of the church that god has supernaturally graced they have you know i guess i should include myself huh you know just just have you know an investment 
you know, have it, have the anointing to, to lead, have the anointing to, to lift, have the anointing to bear others burdens. That, that's an, that's a grace, you know, that everybody doesn't get that, but there are those who are the angels of the church, you know, the ones that God has placed in the church and they have a supernatural grace, a supernatural anointing to lift burdens, uh, to destroy yokes, to, you know, uh, bring peace, to bring solutions, to bring wisdom. That's a supernatural grace. So, you know, it's more than, you know, oh, uh, I can preach. So I'm called to be a pastor. Preaching and pastoring, preaching and leading are two very, very different things. Um, you have to have the heart of a shepherd. Okay. And, um, because with that, you know, there are, supernatural equippings that come along with that, you know, thy rod and thy staff. God gives shepherds a rod and a staff and, you know, read verse, read Psalm 23. Why? To comfort the people, to walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. And we know that God is our ultimate shepherd. Yes, of course. I'm talking about the under shepherds that God has placed in the church. So there is help. There are people that God has put in position that are specifically and especially anointed for seasons like that, they have a way to, to, you know, to, to, to steal the people like the Bible would say, you know, they have a way to release words of wisdom. You know, Moses had that rod and what did that rod do? That rod divided the waters because the enemy, the Egyptian army was gaining on the people of God and God sent help. He sent Moses back in Moses. Listen, Moses was, Moses was doing fine. He was, he had just got married. He was living under uh, Jethro, didn't have a care in the world. But God said, I hear the cries of my people. I'm sending help. So God has heard your cries, uh, my friends, and God is sending help. Don't overlook the help. You know, don't discount the help. Make sure you're in a place of humility um, to receive the help. Don't allow anxiety to blind you to your help. Don't allow pride. That was one thing I dealt with um, with someone earlier is don't even allow pride. You know, what if Elijah had, you know, he's the chief prophet of Israel at that time. He established well, Samuel established a school of prophets. But, you know, Elijah was was the man, you know, and here he is living at a brook, eating and feeding from Ravens, dirty birds. So that it doesn't, there'll be seasons of your life where you may have to ask for something, you know, whereas in times past, you know, you, you always had it. Matter of fact, you were the giver, right? But there may be times when, you know, just for humility's sake, uh, God may have you in a season where you are on the receiving end. And, and listen, if you've never been on that end before, that can be a daunting task. It can be very, Mm, it can be humiliating. It can be, it, it, you can look at it as being humiliating, but look at it in terms of being humbled. All right. Cause God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So, you know, in, in seasons like that, when you look at Elijah, um, you know, he's having to live off of this brook. And, and wait for birds, ravens of all kinds, uh, you know, not even eagles or, or you know, a jay blue, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, a cardinal or some of those other, you know, a raven. You're going to feed me from a raven. So you will be amazed at what your help would look like. Don't discriminate against your help. Uh, the help may not look like the job you want. 
Help may not look like the house you want. Help may not look like the car you want, but it's for it's for what you need in that season. You're not going to always be at a brook. You know, you're not going to always be at Cherub. You're not going to always have to feed from a dirty bird. God's going to move you on. You'll go back and, and God will restore you. He's the God. Listen, come on. He, he God is the, the Jesus. He is the God of restoration. He will restore the lost thing, the year of the canker and the palmer worm. And, you know, those years of the, 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 um, the, the devouring spirits have have consumed you. God will restore you. But in you don't know what that restoration process looks like. You don't know what you have to subscribe to, where you may have to live, where you may have to work, what you may have to drive, what you may have to eat in those seasons. You don't know what that looks like. So you may have a dirty bird season. But if that's the means uh, that God has chosen to provide for you, to provide help for you, don't fight it. Let it have the Bible said, let patience have a perfect word. Let it let it have its perfect word. Um you may have to downsize, you know, uh, Elijah had to downsize. He went from from Israel to the brook of Cherith now to live in a widow's house. Again, how how humbling is that when you live with somebody who can barely feed themselves? But that's where God says that's where your help is. So, again, I just want to get you to understand that God is sending help, but help doesn't it doesn't always announce itself. You have to be discerning to know that that's your help. <laughs> you know, you got to know that that's your help. Um, and so you can't kill your help. You know, the Bible talks about, um, oh gosh, Balaam and his donkey. The donkey was Balaam's help. That donkey was trying to uh, protect his life, shield his life, preserve his life. And here he was beating a donkey. And, and this thing, this donkey was like, wait a minute, man. You know, I'm here for you. You know, my life is in danger trying to help you. And you have the nerve to beat me. You know, he's seen into this. He's seen angels with swords drawn, ready to decapitate this man. And he's beating a donkey, you know. So don't beat the donkeys. Don't beat the ones that God is sending to help you. Uh, you know, they're going to look unusual. You know, the manna, that's what, when God sent the manna from heaven, that's what they, Israel called it manna because they didn't know what to call it. They, they didn't know what it was. Let's call it manna from heaven because we don't know what this is. And so manna. You know, is the help, but you won't always be able to identify it. You know, you, you can't even really make sense. Certain seasons you can't even make sense of, but it, it's God providing for you. It's God being a present help to you. So, you know, Moses present help came in the form of a stick, you know, a, 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 the rod that he had while he was in his, in um, the wilderness, but he got anointed it. He said, throw that stick down. And when Moses threw it down, it turned to a snake. He said, now pick it up from the tail. Now, you know, good way you don't pick up a snake from the tail. Are you kidding? And leave his mouth, you know, to turn around and attack you. No one does that. But God was showing him, I can take the foolish things to confound the wise. I can take situations that you think are impossible and I can show up and I can be your God in the midst of it. I feel the presence of God. So I want you to be encouraged, people of God. I'm getting off, not going to be before you long today, but I want you to be encouraged. And, and I want you to declare over your life as I open up and gave you these scriptures. I want you to declare, declare, declare excuse me, over your life that God is my, he is, uh, where's my scripture at? He is my um, refuge. The refuge is a place you can run to for safety. He's my strength. He is a very present help. Or one translation says, he's always found in times of trouble. Okay? 
I can always find him when I'm in trouble or when I'm in distress. He is my true helper. And God will truly and sincerely put help in your life. People help, animal help, you know, situation help. God will send help to you. So you are not alone. Okay. So I want you to be encouraged. Let this um, word just bless your heart and let it build your inner man. Let it build your spirit man. Look through the word of God. Look over the testimonies of old and see how God uh, ministered help to his people. And then look over your life and you reconsider uh, all the times where your back was against a wall and you don't know how God did it. You don't know how God, and I'll just tell you, I'll tell you what my situation is. My back is against the wall. I just received an $8,000 tuition bill for my fall semester. I don't know where that's coming from. You know, I work for the school system, been out of work all summer. So that that's a situation, right? That's a situation. And so I'm believing God. It, it is a challenge. It is a, um, you know, it is a, a test, but when my tuition bill was $6,000 last year, I paid it by the grace of God, you know? So, so again, I just want to show you that, you know, trials and tribulations don't discriminate. You know, Jesus had his trials. The Bible said he learned obedience by the things he suffered. And so you, you, there are things that you're going to learn in your walk with God. My friends, there are things like I was telling one of my daughters this morning, God, there are things God is going to show you about you in this season. You know, there are things God will, will, will deliver you from in this season. And there are virtues and attributes that you will gain in this season. You know, again, God may not have caused the affliction, but he, he's so wise and he's so awesome and we love him so much is that he'll use the consequence of the affliction and he'll bless us in the middle, in the middle of it. You understand what I'm saying? And so I, my, my scripture to me, Psalm 46, God is my help. He will make a way. I don't know. I, I don't know how. You know, I may have to, you know, it may come from a dirty bird. It may come from a widow. I I don't know what that looks like. My help may come from a donkey. My help may come from water out of the rock. My help may come. You got to put yourself in position by faith that God, however you manifest my help, let your will be done. And you can't discriminate. Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or I don't want to. No, 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 no. You listen, receive it. Your help, let me prophesy to you, your help is coming. Your help is coming. Your help is 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 going to be spiritually discerned. It's not going to be something with a billboard and say, hey, I'm your help showing up. No, you're going to have to spiritually discern that this is my help. Let me embrace it. Let me position myself. Let me posture myself and receive this help. Again, the help may come in the form of a job or, or an opportunity or I don't, we don't know. We don't know the minds of God. His ways are not like our ways. Neither his thoughts, our thoughts. For as high as the heavens are from the earth are his thoughts and ours and his ways and ours. You'll never be able to figure it out. Don't even try. Don't, don't even try. Job never thought for a million years that God, after everything he lost, would turn around and restore, not just restore it, but give me double. He, the Bible said he will wipe tears away, the tears of, 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 of um, anxiety, the tears of frustration, the tears of weariness. God will deal with it. God will deal with it. Let me tell you, he will give you beauty for ashes, but you can't give up. You can't give up. Look for your help. It will surely come. It will surely come. Uh, you know, David said, should I look to the hill? Well, one translation says, should, should I look to the hills for where my help come? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And, you know, then another translation says, I will look into the hills. <laughs> you know, So I, whatever works for you, 
You know, I will look into the hills and what's coming my help. All my help come from the Lord. But then another translation says, should I look to the hill? You know, so so it's just your perspective is is how you can take that. I'm not going to say whether one translation is right or wrong. It just whatever your perspective is from that. But I will tell you, your help does come from the Lord. Whether you're looking to the hills or not, your help is coming. So put an put an uh, expectation in your spirit. Get excited. Position yourself. When Elijah went to that woman, he was looking to receive from her. He wasn't looking at what her situation said, or even what she said, for that matter. He knew God sent him there. Now, you know, I don't know why, but God sent me here. So you got it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And in another case with Elijah, when he went to the, um, oh God, uh, there was another widow. Uh, wife of of the son, a widow from she was a widow. Um, her husband was a prophet, and she went to uh, Elisha. Her husband had died, left debt. The debt collectors uh, collectors were coming to take her sons or son. I can't remember whether she had one or two. What they were going to enslave him so that the, he, the son could pay off the father's debt, and she had nothing. And Elisha said, "Well, what's in your house? What you know? Uh, again, what's in your hand?" Is what I'm trying to say to you. Many times we're looking all over the world and your help is right there in front of you. It's right there in front of you. So get ready for God to make a way for you, uh, my friends. Be encouraged. Hold your head up. Lift your head up. One of my favorite scriptures, and I think I taught it to my whole church, is um, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God Almighty, Lord strong and mighty, the Lord... Um, the Lord is strong and mighty. So God is your present help. He is the lifter of your head. So lift up your heads and look for God. Look for God. The same way Isaac came back from the field, uh, you know, walking and grieving over his mother. He looked up and saw Rebecca coming on the camels. You see what I'm saying? How God can use those animals, how God can use. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying God's going to do something to you, for you through an animal. I'm just saying, don't discount. I don't thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't underestimate uh, what God can do. You don't know how God can do it. You have no idea. Um, but he's going to come through for you. Okay. So my last, let me encourage you again in my favorite scripture, you know, uh, lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates. I'm speaking to your spirit, man. Lift up your head. Oh, ye gates. What are gates? Your, your a gate is an access or a portal or entryway. Lift up your head. OK, so God can 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 get to you what you need. Hold your head up and see what's coming to you. See what's on its way to you. Lift up your head. Oh, ye gates and be ye lifted up. You everlasting doors. Why? So the king of glory can come in. As long as you're focusing on glory and keeping your mind on Jesus and you're walking in faith, there's nothing God can't do for you. But God can't move in the absence of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you got to hold your head up. It's the enemy's job to keep your head hung down and, you know, looking down at the ground and being all depressed and discouraged. God can't move. It, it, It violates the principles of faith when you do that. So you have to hold your head up. So lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. So this thing, God has already determined victory for you. You have an expected end. 
it's a good thing. The thoughts towards you are good. The thoughts of God towards you are good and not of evil. There is an expected end and your expected end is that of victory. All right. So be encouraged and um, expect God. Build up yourself, James said, in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Just take a few moments. That's what I did. You know, because listen, you know, anxiety will set in. Well, how am I going to do this? And how that anxiety, listen, anxiety is going to do what anxiety is going to do. Do you realize that everything is doing what it's supposed to do? The sun is doing what it's supposed to do. The moon is doing what it's supposed to do. Even the devil is doing what he's supposed to do. Even the devil. What you doing? Walking to and fro up and down the earth. That's his job. So now what are you going to do? You're going to lift your heads up. And know that my redemption draweth nigh. God has a breakthrough with my name on it. And the thing that I need is on my way, is on its way. The help that I need is on the way. Look for it. Expect it. And you know what? You guys are going to come back and testify. Put it in the comments or email me. My contact information is on the podcast. Go to my website. I need to hear about this. I need you to tell me, okay, how God did it. Tell me what God did. Go to my website, tlcor.org, Love Church Charlotte. Go to my website and tell me what God has done for you so I can rejoice with you. Amen. All right, people of God. Well, until next time, grace and peace. God bless you.